Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child. We're so glad you've joined us for today's conversation. Settle in. Let's take a deep breath together and see what we can learn today. Yes, we're going to be talking about consequences. Well, what do you think of when you hear the word consequences? Punishment. Yeah, and I think most parents would agree that that's the first thing they mm-hmm. think of. Is punishment. How can I punish? How can I use consequences to punish my child so that they will do things differently next mm-hmm. time? So today's episode is going to really get away from this idea of what can I come up with? What consequence can I make up that will help mm-hmm. my child change their behavior? And really kind of explore the whole idea of what are consequences? We want to realize they occur every day. Every action has a consequence that follows. And so just have that idea going forward with consequences. How can we best use consequences and children's feelings about the consequences to help them change their behavior? And consequences are just like outcomes. Yeah. And so look at the outcome and respond to the outcome. Let's look at what's my intent with the consequence. Is our intent to be punitive? Mm. to punish the child, that might be, do we want to make them feel guilty? Mm. I want to make you feel so bad about what you did that you will change your behavior. That normally doesn't work very well. No, that doesn't work very <laughs> no. well. And, and it also implies this idea that I can, I can make you feel a certain way, that if I take away your toy that you were enjoying, that I can make you feel sad about that mm. so that you won't do the behavior again. I don't really have any control over the child's feelings. The child has control of the feelings. So a punitive intent thinks that you can control feelings and I can make you feel bad about it. Hmm. Another type of intent might be permissive. Mm -hmm. So if my intent is permissive, I'm trying to save you or rescue you from that. I don't want you to feel your feelings because you you can't handle your feelings about it. So I'm going to save you from that. And that's my goal. So really our intent is to teach children a missing skill in that moment to help build their ability and their desire to make those positive choices and to keep them safe. So we can use consequences to teach our children, and there are two specific consequences that we're going to be talking about, the natural consequences and the logical consequences. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's just jump into those. So we want to build up our children's awareness of their choices. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we were talking about with executive state choices. A lot of it is just noticing, noticing, mm-hmm. oh, you chose to put on your shoes. So we're going to the grocery store on time and we'll be able to cook dinner for your father. And when mm-hmm. he gets home from work and that'll, he will really appreciate that. So we're just, we're noticing choices all the time just to start building up their awareness of the fact that they have a lot of choices mm-hmm. and there are outcomes or consequences, you could say that's a consequence, that supper will be ready on time. There are outcomes and consequences associated with every choice, really. Mm -hmm. Talking to them about what they just did to make them aware, to make them conscious of what they're choosing. Because if they're not aware of it, just like we've talked about with adults even, if you're not aware of something, you really can't change it or you can't even make a good choice. So just start with making children aware of what they're doing notice their outcomes, yeah. their consequences. And we start teaching them those things mm-hmm. um, as we go through mm-hmm. the day. 
So when we start looking now further into consequences and we start thinking about natural consequences and logical consequences, as you mentioned, we would be talking about, you know, the thing about natural consequences is they are intended to teach children new skills. Mm -hmm. They motivate children to learn these new skills that they don't have yet. And so a natural consequence is just something that happens. A little bit of an element that we add to this sometimes is the teaching of a different behavior as a natural consequence. So let's get an an example. If you are playing with your sibling and you hit your sibling, a natural consequence might be that you are hit back. That could be a natural consequence to that moment. Mm -hmm. Another natural consequence, and here I'm just asking people to entertain this idea, a natural consequence could also be increased teaching. So I'm Mm going to teach you to ask for a turn instead Mm -hmm. so that you have a new skill in place in that moment. And I'm going to teach the other sibling to maybe say, I don't like it when you hit me. So I'm going to start teaching these skills and putting them in those moments as a natural consequence to the action that just happened. And this is very interesting because Leslie and I have talked over and over again about this natural consequence idea because I was trained a little bit different with natural consequences. Mm -hmm. With natural, I just thought of the word nature causes it. Mm -hmm. So a natural consequence would be if a child throws the milk over the side of his uh, little table, well, nature just, it went on the floor. And so, oh, I'm so sorry that your milk's on the floor. You've made a choice that, you know, you don't have your milk now. Or another natural consequence would be you left your toy out in the rain so the batteries don't work anymore. I'm so sorry. You know, so it's just by nature that it happens, but then you're aware of it And now you're aware of there's a teaching moment that needs to take place. And that's what Leslie's saying too. So we're saying, we're we're really saying the same exact Mm -hmm. things, but I always think of nature. It's a natural consequence. I mean, like when I think of somebody hitting somebody, I don't think of more, I don't think of that as more a natural consequence. You know, you kind of cause that. That's a cause and effect. (laughs) I don't know. But it's the same result. There's, you notice something that needs, there's a skill that's missing. Yeah, and I think you bring up a a, a really good point there about it being nature, and that's the whole point. Consequences happen every day. Absolutely, yeah. Every action. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I'm suggesting is just that increased teaching Mm. is often a natural consequence because they do happen every day. And, you know, the example that you said is so perfect because it it would be real easy to punish. Mm -hmm. Whereas, no, no, look at that with a different intent. You right. know, let's let's train, let's teach, let's find out a skill that they need. Yeah, because you know? I'm thinking about that as you talk about having a different intent, that idea of punishing, because what could occur from a parent who maybe has a more punitive intent would be to try to see what you did to her. How does that, how, does how that do you feel? Yeah, how does that make you feel? How do you feel about that? Yeah. You can't play together for the rest of it. So I'm going to try to do something to change that. Yeah. You know, well, what good is that? I know we talked about when Peter denied mm-hmm. Jesus three times. Did Jesus make him feel bad? <laughs> no. He, <laughs> no. What did he do? No. He, he, he met him with grace and love. Yeah. And he commissioned him. And did Peter feel bad about it, though? Oh, yes. Yeah. Peter's heart was broken when he realized and reflected on what he had done. And that's the point that you're making. We 
work with those feelings. And yes. that's what's going to make a child or an adult change. Yes. Is the, when they feel. They have the feeling that they have about that consequence. Right. Or just the reflection on their, on that, their behavior in that moment. That's right. And that's a powerful part of behavior change. Yes. And so we want to we help them feel and, their feeling. And to validate that feeling, notice that feeling, mm-hmm. you know. So and we want to talk, too, about the logical consequences because these are the consequences that motivate children to use the new skills that we've taught them mm-hmm. or the skills that they have learned. Mm-hmm. So logical consequences are things that we make up, and we're really trying to raise the child's awareness of their actions raise their awareness of the outcomes of their actions or the consequences to those actions mm-hmm. that they choose. And then if they choose a negative choice and a negative outcome, we want to use empathy in that moment. And as you're saying, validate mm-hmm. their feelings that they have about it. Yeah. You're giving them a choice and you're, you're setting them up for success. You're saying you, you've, you've made the logical consequence. You've told them about it. You've had mm-hmm. them repeat it to you. So they understand the positive and the negative choice. Mm-hmm. And so you're praying that they'll make the positive choice. But if they don't, you know, that's their choice. And they know the consequence from that too. It, it's just like an intermediate okay, we want you to really succeed in this. Yes. We want you to succeed. But yeah, you're really encouraging them to succeed and make the right choice. Yeah. So let's follow along with that. Let's just give an example. And let's say it's the children playing with the blocks and maybe one child is knocking down the block tower and you've taught Mm. them how to play together with the blocks. It's very clear they understand that. And one child is still continuing to kind of maybe they're a little wound up today and they're continuing to knock the other child's block tower over. Mm -hmm. We might offer, uh, you can choose to continue playing blocks with your sister and build and play together. Or you can choose to knock down the blocks that she's building with and choose to come and work by me for a while. Yes. As you said, repeat that back to them. Mm -hmm. Make sure the child understands the outcome. Then when the child knocks over the blocks again, (laughs) and here come the tears. I won't do it again. Let me try again. Let me try again. We follow up with the, I see you chose to come play by me for a while. And maybe tomorrow. You seem frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. You seem really sad because you were hoping to play longer. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. And then you've identified the feeling too. So then they start becoming aware of their feelings, mm-hmm. which is so important. I mean, I grew up really not knowing my feelings. It's taken a long time and I'm not there yet to just, okay, this is how I'm feeling today, you know. Yeah. But you had a great example about rolling or throwing the ball in the living room. Yes. That was a great example too. Yeah. So let's think about that. You have a child who is throwing the ball in the living room and you you give them a choice. You can roll the ball in the living room or you can go outside and throw the ball, Mm. whichever you choose. So then one day I see them throw it inside. I might toss up a logical consequence. Mm -hmm. You may choose to throw the ball in the house and I will put up the ball or you may roll the ball on the floor and continue playing with the ball. Next time they throw the ball again, I see by your actions you've chosen to play with something else and we'll put up the ball for a while. Yeah. You seem really sad. You were hoping to play with the ball longer. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, 
We'll start all over and be positive. I mean, that's what the kids need. Yes. You know, they, we, there's so much in the world that's so negative and, and going against us. We need to be for our kids and we're, really rooting for them to succeed. We're really building up their skills. And so the key thing to remember about consequences is the key components are awareness of your mm-hmm. actions, being conscious of that, conscious of the consequence, but also the empathy that it requires to tap in the feeling about the consequence. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling about the outcome or the feeling about the consequence mm-hmm. and the reflection on that that really allows for behavior change. And, that, you know, I was just looking here, the consciousness of consequences or awareness is the key to change. And that's what, you know, what we're talking mm-hmm. about right here. And the next thing we were going to talk about was, was the developmental considerations of children. Yeah, developmentally, you know, we're talking about reflection. That's a huge developmental milestone that children don't really have. That's ability to think inside our head about what's going on, mm-hmm. to play out a script or a narration or wonder about things. Mm-hmm. And so... If reflection is a big piece of understanding my feeling about a consequence, mm. children don't really have that until later. So I love to talk about time out. At what what time, what month does reflection it's start? It's like six or seven years old. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you'll know this, and I'm, and I'm going to quote Becky Bailey here, or just talk about something I learned from her one time. She used an example of when children count. Uh-huh. You know, when they are counting and adding up things, you'll often see them nodding their heads or tapping their fingers right. or saying things out loud. That indicates to you that this child does not have inner speech yet. And so that's what we're talking about, this ability to have inner speech, reflection, metacognition. Metacognition. And okay. all of those things. And so that's like age six or seven. So the biggest example I love to toss out is when we put a child in timeout mm. and we tell them, you sit there and think about what you have done. Oh. It's crickets. <laughs> they don't, they're not thinking about anything. And you might have then asked a child, maybe the dad comes home from work and says, why were you in timeout? And the child will say, I don't know. <laughs> Mommy was mad at me. I mean, they truly have no idea. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't use other things to help children take a moment, take a break. Let's breathe together. You seem really frustrated. This was hard for you. Let's breathe mm. and try again. So we can use moments like that to take a break yes. and to reset ourselves. But sitting in a chair in timeout mm, may not be Go having think the... think about what you've just done. Yeah. And then when they come back, so tell me what you did wrong. I don't know. So mm. I just love pointing that out because it's not nearly as effective as we think that it is. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of another you know, something else that's going to really be effective because yeah. that's not very effective. <laughs> and so, the, and that's a key piece of this episode is this idea of teaching. We have mm-hmm. to teach our children the skills that they need. And that's a big part of consequences right there. Yeah. Now, another part of consequences when we start thinking about all this is really our role in it. Mm-hmm. So when my child went and drew all over the wall, mm-hmm. my two-year-old, Drew all mm-hmm. over the wall, or I got my lipstick, and it's all over everything, or all over themselves, or all over my favorite white blouse. The consequence for that moment is really more for me. Yeah, my supervision was kind of lacking right then, mm-hmm. and so really the I, the consequence is okay. I'm going to have to tighten my supervision. Maybe when they were toddling off and playing by themselves at that moment, just because they were quiet, 
Mm-hmm. That should have been a signal to me to kind of check and see what they were doing right then. That's right. And we're thinking that age, we need to set boundaries. Set boundaries, yep. Well, safety, of course, mm-hmm. but yeah. Or put our things like that a little bit higher, yes. you know. Those are the consequences for those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Think about your ch- child, your 10 to 12-month-old playing with jack and box toys or those little press the button and the little figure pops out and how much they enjoy those. And they just Uh play them over and over again because they're figuring out when I do something, something happens. Mm -hmm. This little figure pops out. Mm -hmm. And that's a a big developmental milestone too. And you start seeing that idea of consequences really. Yeah. When I do this, this This happens. happens. That's right. It's a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I have this power. So that's kind of a fun thing to see. Yeah, And that's very early. Yes. And so you know that they they can put two things together. They're starting to things. learn that. Starting, starting to learn, to learn that. It's peekaboo. Yeah. yeah. You know, all those little games. Yeah. Then that's real real fun to do with them. Absolutely. So. And then another little piece, you know, just think about it. it's around around 24 months old that they just start to begin understanding two-part directions. And so mm. that's kind of another little inkling of this idea that the child is able to hold two steps in their head. It might be go to... Your, go to your bedroom and get in bed. Go get your pajamas and bring them to me. You know, mm-hmm. two parts of something. And so they're having to hold on. And that's little working memory, mm-hmm. really, starting to come in. What about impulse control and self-control? Sometimes a child's behavior can indicate to you that they need some more support learning self-control. And mm-hmm. um, so they have to have that skill before they can replace a behavior with another skill. So it's it's a lot of things that we're teaching young children all the time mm-hmm. as part of our consequences. And I, I know we talked about this last time, and but I just love this. Uh, we, we played the game all the time, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that it was really teaching impulse control and self-control. You know, mother may I or red light, green light. And what was the other? Yeah. There was one other game uh, that we talked Simon about last says, time. Simon Says. Simon Says. Any start-stop oh, yeah, games start, like stop that. start-stop games. Those are so, real fun. Yeah, yeah. And so play those with your children. They're fun, and they also help them learn self-control. Yeah. And you'll see the, the children that are, you know, you'll, you'll see them struggling with it. If they, if they have the hardest time stopping or starting, you'll know that that's yeah. something they're really working on. That's, that's, so. that's great. Okay, let's talk about relationship. Yeah. And we go to this every time, but we can't overemphasize this. Yes. Because it's so important. It is, and no consequences, consequences of any kind, consequences of no kind. I can't think how I grammatically want to say that. (laughs) No consequences will work for a disconnected child. Right. And because the child must be in relationship, and of course they are. So so if your child is struggling sometimes with behaviors or expectations, you know, you, you might kind of check and see what's going on with them. Maybe maybe they're trying to tell you they're stressed or something else is going on and explore that with them a little bit. Mm. Connect, connect, connect. So how can you tell if your child is disconnected? I think if your child is maybe withdrawn, can, can indicate a disconnect. A child says, I don't care, mm. can indicate that they don't feel cared for. Just think if there are maybe life changes happening mm. in the family Yes. You, you might sense that your child is disconnected right now. There's a broken relationship. Yeah. And that your child really does need support and needs more connection. Yes, or even sad over an, a longer period of time than normal mm-hmm. or just really volatile and angry. Mm-hmm. You know, just a real change in their personality. 
some little signs like that, you could say that they might be disconnected. Yeah. So when they're disconnected, that's when being connected is extra important. So what yes. are some things? We've talked about this in every, every episode. Every episode. Yes. Let's just yes. go through it again. Meaningful connections, yes. eye contact, touch, presence, and playfulness. Mm. Play ball with them. Play yes. the games they like to play. Listen to them. Walk with them. Talk yes. with them. Yes. Have them cook with you. Yes. Anything that you can do together in those moments to build relationship and just be present uh-huh. with them. And what's the Put statistic? Down the phone. Oh, and put down the phone. Put down the phone. Five minutes of playtime increases cooperation by 50%. That still amazes me yeah. every time yeah. I hear it. That's so amazing. it always goes back to that. You know, we don't want to give you all these scripts and things to do and say and how to do it. And that's not really the point of this. We're just trying to share with you some information. The biggest thing is to connect with your child, spend time with them, and teach them. So here are some takeaways from today when we think about consequences happen every day. We can use these consequences to teach our children and the key pieces of the consequences to be aware of are raising our children's awareness of the consequence and their feeling about the consequence is gonna be a very powerful agent of change. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at the Mind of a Child Pod, or you can email us at the Mind of a Child Podcast at gmail.com.